Today, we are continuing our conversation with why someone is waiting for you to share your story. This is part two of the series. If you didn't listen to part one, definitely go back to episode 190 and listen to part one because in that one, we talked about how I started sharing my story, why it's important for you to share your story and what to do when there are difficult times when you're like, I'm trying to share my story, but it's hard and how you can overcome it. In today's episode, we are talking about how to get comfortable with sharing your story and we're going to go through some advice on how you can get started with that. And if there's anything you wanted to like connect with me on and ask me questions about this episode or any other episodes about homeschooling, kid entrepreneurship, mom life, mom hacks, things like that, the best way to contact me is on my Instagram. That is at Kavai underscore Aquin at K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. All right, friends, let's jump into part two. Aloha, mamas. You've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun, let's get to work. Aloha my friends, welcome to part two of the series where we talked about in part one, episode 190, why someone is waiting for you to share your story. And this all, this whole episode things, came about because I was on a panel for a women's gathering at my church and this was the topic why it's so important for you to share your story and I realized my audience needs to hear all of it because they have incredible stories and I'm talking about you you have incredible stories that you need to share and The last episode, I talked about why I started sharing my story, why it's important for you to share your story, and how to kind of get through some difficult times when your story is needed. But I wanted to touch base on one thing before we jump into this episode. I feel like some of you may think that your story is not important, that your story isn't good enough. I feel like you're sitting there listening to me in your ear and you're like why I don't have a story my story is not even worth telling someone else and you might think your story is too small you're like I didn't do anything big and great you know maybe you feel like I'm just a stay-at-home mom who's hoping to do something maybe a business or something like that, or maybe start homeschooling maybe you're a homeschooling mom and you're like that's all I do I, I just homeschool my kids Maybe you are a mompreneur and you have a business and you're like, oh, my business all right. It's not that great. You know, like I made some money. And maybe you have a business that is successful and you're like, hmm, I don't want to share it. It's not that big of a deal. All of those stories are needed to be heard because there is another woman, whether it's a friend, a family, someone in the grocery store, someone at your church, 
another preschool mama or a friend from school, like your kids' moms, there is someone who needs to hear your story. Whether your story includes things you have done or things that you want to do, your story is needed. I'll give you a quick example. I remember when I first started my second business, I was thinking like, no one's going to want to hear my story. I literally just started this business and that's crazy. But what I realized was when I started telling my story, I told people like, hey, I just started this business. You know, I'm in the beginning phase, but this is what I'm excited about. This is why I'm doing it. And I explained that part to them. That part of the story helped them get started too, or helped them start pursuing what they were thinking about. So even if you don't have any like huge successful, I made X amount of money, I hit this rank, you do not need a glorious story to have a story that is impactful and important. Your story is already there. Your story is already needed. So if you did listen to last episode, I hope you did um, some journaling and wrote down parts of your story, whether it's things you already accomplished and done or things you're planning on doing and why you're excited to do it. All of those are important for your stories and it's important for you to share. Like we're going to talk all about that today. So let's start off with how do you get comfortable with sharing your story? Because many people are like, I don't. I don't even know where to start and it's not not a great feeling sometimes sharing my story. Sometimes you feel embarrassed. Sometimes you feel like you might be bragging. Sometimes you feel like I don't even think my story is that important. So why should I why should I share it? Well, first of all, you do not become courageous by not doing hard things. Courage comes when you do the difficult things. It comes while you're doing it. That's where courage starts building in you. Two, confidence doesn't come either. <laughs> if you sit back and relax and stay in the comfortable comfortable life of not sharing your story, confidence and certainty is something that I I truly appreciate in others and I love in myself too. Because when you have confidence and certainty, that's when you can move other people. That's when you can move a room. That's where you can make an impact. That's where you can bring value. And those things don't come in a comfortable life. <laughs> it's It comes by doing uncomfortable things. And I'm pretty sure you've heard this over and over again. Like you need to get comfortable with doing uncomfortable things. And the reason why it's true is because when you do uncomfortable things, growth happens. So here's a quick homeschool example. (laughs) Your kids probably don't like doing math, probably don't like reading science, one of the subjects. They probably don't like doing that. It's uncomfortable for them. You know it's uncomfortable for them, but you also know the importance of it. So that's why you teach it to them. That's why you help them learn. That's why you show them like, hey, you can do this. And when they do it, when they finish that task, learn that lesson, you see their confidence build in it. 
you also see that, wow, they become more comfortable in it because during that uncomfortability of the lesson, the homeschool lesson, they have grown, they have learned, and now they're literally at another point in their life where now they can take that skills and utilize it for something else. Same thing with your story. You will not get comfortable with sharing your story until you start sharing it and all that benefits come with it. Confidence comes with it. Certainty starts to come with it. When you tell your story over and over and over again, you see how you be moving the room, impacting others, bringing value and learning about yourself too. Because when you first tell your story, it probably sound kind of like, uh, uh, and then, uh, da, da, da. <laughs> because that's normal. It's going to be a little messy guys. And that's the part of learning through it, growing through it. Most of us are afraid to tell the story because we don't want to look, you know, cuckoo telling our story. We don't, we don't look like we don't know what we're doing or say the wrong thing. But the truth is when you are learning something, when you are first starting something, you are not a master at it in the beginning. You become a master the more and more and more you do it. So same thing with sharing your story. If you want to be comfortable with sharing your story, you got to do it over and over and over again. You got to keep telling your story. Um, I'm going to give you tips on how to do that in the next part, but that's one. You need to get comfortable with sharing it by sharing it. You actually just got to do it. And I'm going to tell you how you can do it where it's not going to be so scary. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. The other thing is when you share your story, like when you start sharing your story, you are going to become comfortable with it. But when you develop a new story, guess what? It's probably going to be uncomfortable again because it's a new story. So the other part of it is telling your story doesn't mean it's always going to be easy after you become comfortable with it. No, there's still going to be times where you're like, oh, I got to say that part. Ooh, I don't know if I want to share that, but I know that would definitely help them. The truth is when that next story develops and you feel uncomfortable, it actually becomes just a little bit easier to share it because you know how to get through it faster from doing it from before. Does that make sense? <laughs> Did I just make sense there? Let's try that again to bring home the, the point. When you share your story, like a new story down the line, because you're like, oh, I, I can share this story. I see how it brings value. And you focus on that, how it brings value to others. When you start sharing a new story, it doesn't mean you're not going to feel super comfortable with sharing a new story. I remember there was a time where... Um, I was a financial instructor. We had a lot of success in the beginning. All these things happened. And then when I got wrongfully terminated from that business, I literally developed an anxiety looking at my finances. <laughs> I don't even know if I shared this story before. Here we go. I, every time I looked at my finances and I was the one in charge of the finances, not my husband, it was me. I couldn't look at it. Like I would look at it to the point where I knew our finances were okay. And then I stopped looking at it because it gave me so much anxiety because it brought back so much feelings from when I got terminated that I did not want to look at our finances. 
my husband, bless his heart, like I was like, you look at it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even know what to look at. So it taught me that I need to teach my husband about our finances because I was doing it all. So that was a great thing out of it. But two, I have to go through this forgiveness phase of really breaking down that I was holding on to things from that from that season in my life that was now trickling into my own finances. Our finances didn't get to the point where it was like too crazy, but it got to the point like when you don't look at your finances and I used to preach this all the time and I still do like you need to pay attention to your finances because there are things that slip through. There are things that make you go, oh, shoot, I didn't realize I spent that much. And those things were happening happening more frequently in our life. And I remember when I was going through it, I didn't want to tell anybody. I was embarrassed. I was like, what? Financial instructor having problems with her finances? That's horrible. I'm not telling people that. And eventually, I remember just telling my friends because I did a financial class for them. And I told them, I was like, you know, the truth is, I had a hard time after this looking at my finances because I didn't. it brought me so much anxiety from that season of my life when I got terminated from a position that I shouldn't have been terminated from. And then I didn't realize how much it would impact my own, my own numbers because I did not want to look at it. And then after I gave that control back to God, I was like, God, you could take it take all of this. I can say that I'm not a hundred percent healed from it, but I'm at least 90, 90% healed because forgiveness is an ongoing thing. It's not a day like one and done kind of thing. It's an ongoing process. And every time I look at my finances now, the anxiety is not there, but the worry is still kind of there. The uncomfortableness is still there, but I know it has to be done. So I just put on some worship music. I say a prayer to God. I say, okay, God, you you lead me through this. You take control of this. I'll, I'm here to take a look at it, make sure everything's in place, make sure nothing's going too crazy. <laughs> and I do my finances. But sharing that story with one of my friends really helped her realize like, wow, it's okay to you know, fall short on your finances here and there. Like, it's not, it doesn't make me a bad person. And when she told me that, I was like, of course, it doesn't make you a bad person. But she's like, well, I didn't, like, once you share that story with me, I realized, like, you know, many people go through the through this. It's not just me. And that's the reason why your story is so important to tell. It's not just your business story. It's not just your homeschooling story. It could be your mom's story, like you being a mother. A mother. That is a story. It could be something about your finances. That is your story. So your story can show other people like, hey, you're going through this too. I'm going through this. We're all going through this. Let's work through it together. And that made me personally more courageous to share the story again and again. That's why I'm sharing it with you. <laughs> so here's the advice. How do you start sharing your story? Number one, easiest way to start sharing your story is to write it down and share it with yourself. And you're like, what? Yes. Say it out loud. Look in the mirror and share the story with yourself. Because just speaking it out loud 
just helps your body get into the practice of telling it. So that's why I was saying earlier, I'm going to give you a simple way to how to, you know, to get through sharing your story. Remember I said you're going to do it messy. You can do it messy in front of the mirror. You can do it messy in the privacy of your home because now you're going to share your story and you're like, well, now I'm just going to be repeating and sounding like a record. No, you're not because (laughs) that is your story. That is your truth. It's not like a recording of somebody giving you a script. That is you. And by you saying it to yourself, one, you're speaking truth back into yourself. You're telling yourself this story. And what your story should contain is what happened. Simple. What happened like before? What was that struggle that you had? What was the turning point to make you decide to do something different? What did you decide to do? And what is the result? So four things to just help you start developing a story. I'll go through that one more time. Number one, (laughs) you should have what was before? Like, what was the struggle? What was happening there? What was the turning point? What did you do to start a change, to make the change? And what is the result? Here's a quick example. I used to be a registered nurse. I was working night shift, three to four days a week, 12-hour shifts. I was a zombie. But what actually was happening was I was missing out on moments with my kids and my husband. My husband was working opposite shift for me. So we barely saw each other. I was a zombie. I wasn't always there. Like I was there awake with my kids, but not always because I was gone at night. And then during the day, I would just be their mom and then I would be sleeping. That part right there is the struggle. That's all the struggle. It doesn't have to be that long. It'd be shorter, but there's your struggle. Now let's go into the turning point. What made me realize that I need to change something was when I saw my oldest walk to someone else instead of to his mom for the first time. And I made a decision that I am going to never miss out on a moment again. Turning point. Now let's go into the third section. What did I decide to do? So I decided I needed to, one, also continue to have an income, but find it from somewhere where it allowed me to free up my schedule and make more time for my family while still making money and result. And that's why I became an entrepreneur. I started teaching financial classes. I started bringing in income for my family. And now I'm able to not work as much. I work two days a week as a nurse and I provide a business that gives my family also income on the side. And now I can be home with my kids. There you go. (laughs) One, two, three, four. So now you just plug in your stories. Remember all the things I told you to write down afterwards? Um, After last episode, this is where you can start plugging it in. So write it down and tell it to yourself. Tell it to yourself over and over again. Record yourself. Record yourself on your phone. Just flip the camera, look at yourself, and tell tell yourself the story over and over again. You will hear parts of the video 
that maybe you want to tweak or change. Maybe you say, um, too much. Maybe say, yeah. Maybe say, like. I say so a lot, <laughs> which I know I need to work on. But that's how you can find out if you need to work on something by recording yourself and telling yourself the story. And once the story becomes fluid, you have gotten all that, you know, wigglies out of it. There you go. That's when you can take the next step and tell it to someone you love. And I told it, I told it to my husband. I told it to my kids. I told it to a really good friend. Those are the people you can start telling your story to. So that when you start telling it to like another friend, family member, a stranger, your story will be comfortable to tell others. So that's how you can start developing your story. That's how you can start bringing your story out. And I just want to put a side note here. Yes, your kids need to hear your story. They need to see and hear what you have overcame. Because most times we barely tell our kids anything that we've struggled with and overcome. So they just see us as, wow, mom, mom can do everything. She's super mom. And have this expectation that everything is done easily. No, tell them the story too. Let them know how you have worked through things because that will show them, hey, it's a process. It's a journey. They will also have to work through things too. Okay, and that is it. So what I want you to do is start writing down your story, putting it into that four-part formula, and then start telling it to yourself. Start telling it to yourself in the mirror. Start telling it to yourself on a video. Start telling it to your loved ones, people you trust. And that's how you can start sharing your own story. Because someone out there is waiting for you to share your story. And if you would love to share your story with me, oh, please do. I would love to hear your story. The best place to share your story with me is on Instagram. Contact me through there, through my messages. It's at Kavai underscore Aquin, K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. I would love to hear your story. All right, my friends, till next time. Only you can make your day amazing, so go on and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Kavai.